Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I actually saw how baby seagulls were treated by the parents. They're actually very well disciplined. Mm. <laughs> okay. What? <laughs> yeah. And I, I was surprised. I was like, how can I put this part that I just witnessed Like, you know, they would never fight for their food. Mm. The chicks would never fight for their food. And chicks I'd are be, the ones with the brown dots. Yeah. yeah. They would never, like, they would wait until they, the, the parent would come and feed them. And they would never fight. Like, there's always, like, two chicks or something. So I was just looking over, like, from the from the, from the the rooftop. I was like, how the hell did they did they get so gangster once they grow up <laughs> yeah like they're wow. very well disciplined like you know like like learn from you technically streets. can't blame the parents yeah. like you know <laughs> last night we had our first ever live podcast it's hard to believe that this podcast has even gotten to the point where we could do something like this, but the stars aligned and a lot of different people helped us and made it happen for us. So a big thanks to them and to all the people who came along to the show. It was great fun and the good news is it'll be the same again next week as we look to try and do the live podcasts on a weekly basis. The night wasn't without its stereotypical opening night problems. Originally we had planned on putting the podcast out on YouTube live as well, but apparently you need to give YouTube 24 hours notice before you do your first live on your channel. Who knew? I definitely didn't. We also had a couple of lads in the background doing their thing, playing board games. We had the room booked for the evening, but we decided to let them in as the room is really big and we didn't think our mics would pick them up. Once again, wrong again. So apologies for any background noise you hear during this episode. Apart from all that, our guest Melinda was absolutely wonderful and our live audience were even better. Melinda is a professional stand-up comic from Sri Lanka, based out of Dublin. We talked about the Dublin comedy scene, realities of being a professional artist, seagulls, North Face jackets and much, much more. Melinda runs the N2O comedy show, which is in the Black Sheep on Capel Street on Friday and Saturday night. We couldn't recommend it more. Check out the link in the description of this episode. And now, here's our conversation with Melinda in front of our first ever live audience. 
was it was undoubtedly like one of the greatest experience I have. Like you know, going to 24 countries in Europe, performing in 50 cities. Uh, it was a goal, and I achieved it. Uh, so it's easier now to, for me to tell in Europe where I haven't performed rather than where I have. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it's 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 an amazing experience. Like I learned a lot. Like uh, yeah. What was the weirdest place that you were? Oh, Hamburg. <laughs> I oh, don't even really? have to think. Like, yeah, Hamburg, man. Like, uh, I went on stage. I didn't have an opener. I didn't have a host. I went on stage to a very cold room. I was like, hey, Hamburg, how are we feeling? Are we ready for the show? Dead silence. <laughs> Literally, pin drop silence. I'm like, you know, you guys paid for the ticket to come and see me, right? Yeah. Or the other <laughs> way around. Like, like that so some has mentors, to be a, yes. a, a weird feeling. <laughs> it, it was because like the thing is like when you do comedy like there are like again like you know you you might bomb in some places that that's 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 part of the job but when you go on stage you basically expect people to be enthusiastic because they don't know what's coming towards them like they're like they're happy to be there like you know kind of like and then like that first line is what you read the room's energy yeah and when it's dead silence you're like yeah, this is going to be a long hour. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, I was like, whoa, what did I sign up for? What, what, like, do you ever get to a point where if, if you start initially, like you've got up, you've done your preparation, you've like, you're ready for it. And you, you say your first joke in this dead silence. Does that not like, would you ever like just walk off? You go, I'm not up for this tonight. No, no, you don't do that. It's your job. Uh, as a comedian, you need to know how to win them up. Uh, so even in Hamburg, like it, it's weird because that's like that's because of the start. But during the show, it was a good show. But it, it's 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 basically like if you're experienced enough to be on stage, uh, if you have done comedy long enough, uh, your job is to win them over. Yeah, uh, there is nothing like like you wouldn't give up like after one or two jokes. Like like there are techniques that you would like you know because. It can be for many reasons, because yeah. uh, obviously you wouldn't be opening your show or your set with, uh, what do you call that, like with very strong jokes, like you, you're leaning towards it like as the show goes on. So What do you it, mean by very strong jokes? Like, like, you know, you wouldn't like drop like something that people would go, oh my God, what the fuck did he say? Like, you know, <laughs> straight away. Like, like you wouldn't get into that part, like you would ease them up into like, you know, they understand, okay, like these are all jokes, like. And what you're about. And exactly, you're because like I always tell this to up and coming comedians as well, like there's a very thin line between a, with, uh, like between a punchline and a political statement. Mm. <laughs> okay. Because when you say that your punchline, if nobody laughs, it immediately turns into a political statement. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you have to be very careful. So like, you know, and you ease into it, like, you know, you talk about yourself and like, you know, you just ease them up, like, you know, talk to the audience, like, hey, what's up? What's happening? What's the story there? Like, you know, like you just, uh, like there are several techniques, like, you know, it's, 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 it's when you like, you can't pinpoint and say, this is what you should do. Yeah. But it comes with experience, like if you go into a room and you, you read the audience and you know what you should do. Yeah. yeah. It, it comes with experience. It's not something you can learn, like, you know, going to a comedy course. Like, everything can tell you the basics, but you have to be doing it. You should know what you're doing up there. 
Unlike us setting up this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Ah, it's yeah. fine, oh, man. We, we, it's we, fine. Yeah. we make do. <laughs> uh, for anybody who's not in the room and is just listening to this, like, post, it's, it's been a nightmare. But listen, here we are. Um, well, for me, I feel like this is my second home in Dublin, so <laughs> this is where I run my comedy club, so this is literally my yeah. room, so you can't be my I feel home. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. By the way, for the people who are nice enough to be here, and if we're talking about something that you are interested in, just feel free to shout out a question. Like the whole idea of being a live podcast is you can interrupt us if you like. It's not a problem. It, the mic won't pick you up probably, but we'll just repeat the question that you, that you ask us. Um, yeah. I'm interested to know a little bit about, because um, I've been thinking a little bit more recently about uh, like what Ireland is now. I've been watching a lot of old in old you know irish presenters did 20 30 years ago and this footage of dublin and i was like whoa this is a different different place and i don't really i don't really know necessarily what let's not say ireland but what dublin is these days if that makes sense like what what type of place is it and it's hard for me to know because i'm from here you don't really see because I'm all the time in the same place, you know how it is, you just become accustomed to it, and if things change, it changes so slowly that you don't really notice. Um, what is your impression of Dublin? It's a good, like, so, as we have discussed before, I moved to Dublin for comedy. Yes. Right? So it's really up to what I expected it to be. Uh, like, within the one year I've been here, I have grown really like I've, I've grown very much so how um, i don't understand that uh so the reason like the main reason moving to ireland was uh so i was doing english comedy in austria right so doing english comedy in austria where the main language is german like you know it's a very niche market like you know every time we do a, com a comedy show if you have 100 people in there are like seven austrians Okay. Start all experts, like you know, yeah. everybody who, like looking for something to do in English. And when that happens, you get into a bubble, like you, you are like, like you get into a bubble that I can't you, like really exp like explain, like you know, like it, like your writing skills, get into this one focus, like you know, you, you, you tend to be like you know that. And I like the main reason moving to Ireland is I wanted to be surrounded in an English speaking environment. Yeah. And coming here, like for example, my first language is not English, right? So for example, like when you do uh, comedy in mainland Europe, most of them, their first language is not English as well, right? Yeah. So you're, you're on stage, they are very polite, right? And even like, even if they want to heckle you, they wouldn't because once you come, like once you come back at them, they're not sure if they have a comeback, <laughs> like, you know? <laughs> Yeah. It's like, holy shit, like, you know, he said this, now what? Like, he you know, answered me, what right? do I do? <laughs> and, and being in Ireland for one year doing comedy here, like, you know, my, like, like in my comebacks have become way more strong. I mean, I when I go back to do shows in, in mainland Europe, and if somebody says something, I can immediately, like, you know, like, I have something to say back, like, you know, I handle this stage, not you, like, kind of thing. And that that skill is something that i developed in ireland here's something which I, I don't know if this is like this is what i think of even be you don't have to be a comedian to be able to be it's necessary to have good comebacks in dublin like you could be walking down the street and someone says something to you a bit weird but if you have a good comeback people will be like ha and then just let you walk on yeah that's how i met my best friend in ireland like you know like the first conversation i had like 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 i was having a smoke outside the pub he just came out of, like to have a smoke and he was like, fuck you and your good hair. <laughs> <laughs> Instant best friends. And I was like, 
at least I got hair, but uh, <laughs> and we are best friends now. So like, you know, I, that's something that I would never forget because I, that's how our conversation started, like, you know, and uh, it's, it's basically like, and, and that's the other thing, like we just spoke about it earlier, like, you know, uh, when you come to Dublin, like, you know, like you don't really feel like you don't feel like that. Uh, it's a very artistic place. The artistry is everywhere, like once you are in the creative space. Uh, like for example, you don't see that in Dublin. If you go to Berlin or something, they prove, like you, everywhere you see, you can notice like, okay, that guy's a writer, that guy's this, that guy's mm -hmm. that. But like in Dublin, you won't notice it until like you like, oh yeah, like that's how things goes. Like, you know, that guy is in a pub having pints, but he's actually writing a book mm -hmm. kind yeah. of thing, you know, yeah, like, more, exactly. It's going on exactly like, you know, like there's so much things going on. There's a bunch of musicians. There's a like I was telling, like, you know, like in Dublin, just walk around and kick a bush. Like there will be 15 comedians jumping out like, yo, what's <laughs> happening? Like, you know, <laughs> so <laughs> at least people who call themselves comedians. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's funny what you're talking about the when you were saying the story there about how when you were living in in Austria and you know it's people's second language so maybe the jokes don't always land um, and I was talking with a friend today where I don't know for whatever reason we were talking about an English exam that we did back their junior cert which is when we're like 13 or 14 years old and it was like the state examinations and one of the essay questions were, was uh, my pet hates and we were like, geez, the essay, what, like, what, what did you say for that? You know, pet hates obviously being things that you really don't like. Like your pet peeves. Pet peeves, exactly. And one of the guys come, came out of the exam and he was like, geez, that was easy, lads. And I was like, well, that's how it goes, yeah. It's easy, like, I just talked about my dog, you know? He hates, <laughs> he hates squirrels. He hates, you know, when people are loud. And we were like, it's like, uh, we just didn't say anything, you know? <laughs> my, my, my dog used to hate my president. Your president. Every time the president comes on sta uh, screen, he just just jumps on the bloody TV. I'm okay. like, okay, he understands. <laughs> <laughs> He's one of us. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny though because I think animals can pick up. Did you yeah. also hate your president? Everybody hates our president. <laughs> Fair enough. We kicked the motherfucker out. <laughs> yeah, to leave the every president who has been in, in Sri Lanka, like nobody liked him. Like, see, this is where me doing a bit of research would have helped support this. <laughs> All right, so yeah, obviously political kind of problems over there, but... Oh, by the way, if I swear a lot, don't mind. I'm known as the comedian who says motherfucker a lot, but... Uh, <laughs> like, that's a title which I'm not very proud of, but... Uh, I thought hey. you were not a drug dealer. Uh, that's that, that, yeah, oh, okay. that's too, like... You yeah, know? you got to keep yourself going somehow. Yeah, like, yeah. yesterday there were people at the show, man, ah, you're not the drug dealer, right? I'm like, well, that's at least something <laughs> is selling. <laughs> Today maybe, another day maybe not. Yeah. Well, with this housing prices, maybe, I don't know. You gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know about how, how people are feeling about Dublin at the moment, but I, walking around the city recently, I don't want to use the word, because we've been through a hard recession here mm -hmm. before, but some things are feeling a little bit recession-y to me. There's a lot of, like... Has anybody noticed a lot of like robberies and burglaries happening at the moment? Like two shops now on, on Grafton Street have been broken into in the past week, which in my opinion is like, how can that possibly, like it's the main street, main shopping street, and they managed to like, there's no cameras that are catching the, the police. I don't know where the guards are, but, and then Chasing there's- swans off the road. There's also a lot, of, yeah. <laughs> there's also a lot of kind of empty shop fronts around the place as well. I don't know, like it's a bit of a weird feeling, but. Mm. 
that can also add to the arti artistic creativity around the place as well. It, it does. Like, like for me, it works in a different way. Like, you know, when things like becomes like, you know, inaccessible, people are tend to do that. Because I come from a third world country. That's exactly what happens. When people can't afford to put food on the table, it's not that they choose to. It's, it's like they don't have a choice in a way. Like, you know, it's, it's like when you have seen that your whole, through your whole life when, while you're growing up, you know, and then you're like, yeah, like, you know, like, how am I going to judge this person? Because you don't know the story behind that person. Like, you know, it's, it's a very, like, it has to have a balance. Like, if everything is, like, like, in many mainland European countries, like, you don't hear these kind of things because they have, like, social welfare, like, in a very high standards, like, you know. Uh, so, like, so basically, like, if you're unemployed in Vienna, like, you get 900 euros a month, mm. right? And some people abuse it but obviously like so what's your choice like do you still like 900 euros in in vienna like you you can't live like a luxurious life you can definitely but that. you can live you can like you can do your things you know and like so if you get in that like all right you grants like you know you don't want to keep going robbing banks and shops and things like that so it's 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 always like there's two sides for everything because people gotta eat, man. Yep. People gotta eat. Like that's 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 the, that's the bottom line. They have to put food on the table. You don't know. Like it's it's a very different way. Like when you come from a poor place, you understand the poor. Yeah. Like you know, it's it's basically that. So so if I hear like 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 for me, you know, oh somebody got robbed, that's a Tuesday, man. <laughs> like, you, know, you know, like that's the, that's the thing. Like all right, somebody got robbed, you know. Uh, so so for me, the way I looked at it is like you know, it's it, it comes like I don't want to get too political, but that's basically my take on it. Like if something is happening, it's not happening because of that element. There are backstories towards it. Like you yeah. know, if they are not supported in any way right how are they going to support themselves yeah that's that's the bottom line for me like you know does it ever got very serious there oh, it's <laughs> we're gonna do the slow zoom into you <laughs> this is not my comedy by the way <laughs> it's not supposed to be does it ever um, piss you off when you uh, maybe see people who have obviously have a certain privilege here compared to maybe how you grew up uh, not how you grew up, but like seeing poverty like that in Sri Lanka. Does it ever piss you off when you see people complaining or? Uh, no. Okay. No, because everybody has their own story. Because I learned that uh, when I came to Vienna. Uh, this is a small story. Like, you know, I have a friend, I have a good friend. Like, like she's a daughter of like a multi-million dollar company owner. Uh, so she told me like the first time she was felt depressed was uh, she was going to go on a on a uh, on a like a school holiday and she asked her dad uh, for 300 euros mm. for a three-day trip mm. and a 300 euros is three months salary in sri lanka yeah like like you know and but for her that's a big deal that's how i learned like you like everything that we see like privilege is also uh, privilege is subjective you can yeah. be rich, but you can still be like, you know, feel like, because you have everything. And then all of a sudden you ask for something and you don't get it. You're like, oh my God, I don't have it now. Yeah. Right. Because that's, that's the whole, like the whole, you know, the mentality, like, you know, so that was, to be honest, that was the day that I realized, okay, like, be, because before that story, that, like, 
before she told me that, I thought like, what are these people complaining about? Yeah. Because the shit that I have seen is completely like, like, you know, it's totally different. Right. Yeah. And then I'm like, yeah, that's, 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 that's pretty much true because everybody has their own way of take and like nobody gets to judge somebody. Like I can't tell you how to live your life and I can't judge you for the way you're living your life. Yeah. Because like, like, you know, like, mo like you work hard for things, but there are certain things that you are given. Yeah. Right. And nobody gets to judge you based on the things that you're given. Yeah. Right. Like for example, Elon Musk comes from a rich family, but he worked it ass off to get who, like, you know, it supports, but he works like, like I'm not a big fan of Elon Musk, but like, that's the backstory. Like, you know, like he's like, I don't sleep. I sleep in the office. Like if that's a, if that's a real story, that means he fucking worked. Yeah. Something like that. Like, you know, it only took me one month to come to Ireland and start my comedy club. Because I work, like, you know, at the end of the day, like, I feel privileged compared to a lot of people. I, I found my place. It, it was easy for me to get around because I've been in the industry. So, so like, a lot of people don't have that privilege. But if you put in the work, you get your results. I think a lot of it comes from, like, you're going back to speaking about the girl in, in Austria getting 300 euros for her, her holiday. Um, probably within her group of friends, you know, every maybe everybody else was getting 300 euros. So for her to not get it was like the worst thing in the world. And yeah. how dare her father and stuff like that. And then that obviously you having a different experience, you're able to compare things differently. And I think that's where people get, like, including myself, will struggle a lot of the time because you're comparing yourself to other people that you know, maybe your friends, or even comparing yourself to an imaginary idea of yourself in your head, which probably is probably the worst one mm -hmm. that you can have because mm -hmm. like this has to go well and you're already thinking of how it's gone well for you in your head and you're comparing yourself to that, you know? And I think it's that comparison where a lot of discomfort and unhappiness comes from. Um, when you were touring, yeah. um, and I know like, you might be ha have a night where you, you do an amazing gig, right? You're in a, a packed room, everybody's laughing. You go home and it's like, okay, in the next six hours, I need to get on a flight. There's that kind of sense of loneliness, um, a sense of kind of almost like, not. I'm sure you never ask yourself, what am I doing? But do you ever compare yourself to what I would be doing if I just did a normal job or compare yourself to maybe friends and, and things Hell like that. No. no. I wouldn't trade what I'm doing for anything. Ah, that's moment. amazing. That's, you know, because yes, when you're on a tour, like when you are on a tour for like solo tour, right? In my level, like it's not like I'm traveling with an entourage or something like, you know, you get lonely 90% of the time. This is, this is every night. You do your show, lights switch off, people go home and you're like, yeah, for one and a half hours, I just made these people laugh. And look at me now. Mm. I'm just going to my hotel room all by myself, knowing that I have to get up in four or five hours to get on the next flight or the next train to go to the next country or next city. Yeah. Do another show, repeat on repeat. And by, like, like, that's a rather reason that uh, I was taking breaks. I was coming to Dublin every, after every 12 days come to Dublin, stay for a week, do some shows here, hang around with people, go back home. Like, so like, because otherwise you're going to lose yourself because you know, like you have to work smart, not like, you know, like you can't just like, you know, you, you 
like you you're gonna burn out otherwise so you have to like when you're working regardless if you are doing the best job this is the best job but even if you're doing the best job you need to know like how to like how, because especially your this was my first solo tour yeah first solo tour for a comedian is the comedian's break or make moment okay so that's the tour that you're gonna decide like i want to keep doing this or i'm gonna quit this this is not the life i was imagining right so for me luckily there was nothing to broke break in me like everything that needs to be broken has broken a long time ago so it's <laughs> like this is grand this is the life i really wanted to live and i'm living it the way i want to live i mean obviously levels might change but yeah i'm doing what i want to do that's a, a nice place to be in right yeah yeah because after 50 cities coming back home and saying i did it and i loved it yeah you know so and that's a great feeling to have man but but what about those moments of lonely like how can you does that feeling of pride like i did it that was amazing i loved it do you look back on those moments of loneliness and just go oh, i wasn't that bad or was it genuinely very tough like is that something that you have to take into account if you're to do it again to be honest i look back and think like how much i smoked <laughs> i was gonna ask what is your... the cigarette was my best friend for four months you know yeah i'm sure it was the <laughs> to be honest right? like i actually reduced like i'm like yeah i can't go on like that like like now i i i still couldn't get rid of it but like the tour that's the only thing came out of that tour i'm like I need to stop smoking. At least you, you <laughs> managed like, to set some limits, you know. <laughs> like I'd be smoking, so, and I don't smoke cigarettes. I smoke like cigarillos, yeah. which is stronger than regular cigarettes. I was smoking way too much that I've been smoking, and that's not a good thing. And I'm like, that's that's one thing came out. like. So now, ever since I go back to Dublin, I'm like smoking like every like like once in three days or something. Yeah. Because I'm trying to like cut off that. Like I'm pretty, yeah, if it's pretty habit, sure my lungs are still full of smoke. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, how did? By the way, how did you start smoking cigarillos? <laughs> it's like cigars, right? That's yeah. Cigar. So 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 I used to smoke cigarettes. Uh, like friends used to hate me because uh, like I'm like a chimney. I'm a chain smoker, right? But there was a time that I was smoking cigarettes. Like like literally, my colleague told to me told told me, because when I was working, my boss never found me at my desk. Mm. Every time he would come to talk to me, he has to find me in the smoking area. <laughs> he has never found me on my desk. Is like, and he doesn't smoke. He hates smoking, so he would stand at the door of the smoking area <laughs> talking to me while I'm smoking, right? And then the day that I decided to quit smoking, I don't know how that happened. I just didn't want to smoke anymore, and my colleague was like, "I'm so happy you gave up." smoking because otherwise in a couple of months you might have to give up working here mm. right like so anyway i stopped that and then i i still like smoking cigars once in a while yeah. right uh and then when i was in malaysia uh i was i was smoking cigars and i used to run an event management company there right um and then that was kind of like my persona like i used to run parties and every time somebody would come they would see me with a cigar and a glass of scotch right that was my persona kind of and then one day one of my friends came like yo man why are you spending all the money on cigars and stuff you know there is this small packs you know it's 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 not regular cigarettes it's cigar tobacco and it's it's just 10 ringgits stick to that cheaper well here we are bad advice <laughs> um, yeah definitely not never cheaper. like never stopped after that <laughs> 
Um, here's a, a, a potentially controversial question, and the question doesn't come from me. Yeah. All right. Let's just say I've heard other people mention this. Mm. Okay. I know where this is going. Um, <laughs> uh, and, and I don't want to offend myself or anybody else, but uh, someone once told me that compared to other European nations, Irish people are quite ugly. <laughs> <laughs> is this something that you agree or agree with, with or in general yeah. not present, any specific present, present company excluded obviously yeah, of course and he's half Spanish so <laughs> you can see where he gets his good looks from I don't want to get cancelled over a podcast now. <laughs> <laughs> this is, at least we're not live <laughs> I don't know, man. Yeah. Like you know, oh, right, okay. uh, I I don't know. Uh, like you're a good-looking man. Thanks very much. Like I don't know, man. Comparing yourself. We were talking about that earlier on. Well, compared to me, no. Exactly, but uh, you know, <laughs> I, I've got your picture beside my mirror at home. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> One day, but, but but no, I I I I honestly don't think so. Like you know, like. It feels like the Irish teenagers take a long time to hit puberty, but uh, <laughs> fair. Why? <laughs> you know, it takes a while for them to grow a beard, I guess. Like you know. potentially, shouldn't be shaving this morning. <laughs> yeah, and I like like on Friday at the show, I found out that uh, in Ireland you need to prove that you're 16 or above to uh, to buy energy drink. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah, that was news to me, man. I was like, yep, yeah, that, that, that makes sense because in Ireland, until you're 16, they know that you have energy. Just put on a North Face jacket, you're grand. <laughs> but after 16, with the shit that's going on around Ireland, yeah, we know you lost your energy. Like, like <laughs> I don't know what's happened because like, in, in recent times, the, the black tracksuits, the black hoodies, and just black everything in general have become incredibly... <laughs> popular man i used to love north face i used to love and north face is not a cheap jacket it's an expensive jacket right like and and like you know when i was in vienna like you know it's much like it's way more colder than in dublin right i was like you know i i, I always wanted to like own a north face jacket they're great. They're the not since I came to Ireland. I'm like, oh shit! Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, like you know, this is the only place that I've been. I haven't been racially profiled by the guards, like or the police. Like I'm like, I'm not putting myself in there again. Like you know. Fair. North Face jacket. It, 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 it hits home in a, in a certain in a certain place. Yeah. It used to be Canada Goose. No, well, back in the day, it was Gore-Tex jackets. Yeah. Uh, you know the big ski jackets yeah it's always insane. been quite expensive ones ironically and then there was the burberry scarfs as well which was kind <laughs> of like yeah. both the chav thing in the uk and here and there used to be a thing as well this now is, it's hoodridge this is bringing hoodridge. back some memories yeah, yeah, yeah now it's hoodridge the fake bulletproof vests yeah. Yeah. I, you would remember like the cap there was like you used to wear the cap like pointed up like ah, this yeah. like, <laughs> on the back of your head saw that. I never understood that one yeah. it made a cap in instantly. Spain they do that but with helmets when they ride their mopeds instead of wearing the helmet on the top of their head they wear way back here so all this part is exposed to the elements it's like mm. <laughs> it's and, it, and if you crash it's instant death instant. I, yeah. I, I, I think, it's better not to remember yeah. <laughs> I think that's probably why they do it I'm, I'm glad like, those trends have gone away like you know yeah now there was another so. one i don't know if you remember this or if you had this one as well but tucking your your tracksuit bottoms into your socks still, still happens still we have some she's doing it right now <laughs> <laughs> yeah there we go i mean okay moving swiftly <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, what's with the hands in the pants i don't understand that one hands in the pants hands, like in the front in 
full exposed. It, there's better places to keep your hand, your hands warm and sanitary. <laughs> I also don't appreciate the way you direct that question at me. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> out of the two of us, <laughs> I think yeah. you're the more Irish like, one. Have I done something like weird? Or like, well, what's going on? Well, keep your hands away from the <laughs> Keep your hands outside of the vehicle at all times. <laughs> They're definitely washed. They're definitely washed. What are you looking forward to this year? I know you started doing gigs here in where we're recording in the Black Sheep, which they've been very nice. Shout out, link in the description. <laughs> yeah, probably not. Yeah, like, you know, uh, <laughs> we just started the week. So I got the residency here. So I run Tuesday, Friday, Saturday. Uh, the weekend gig is just new. Like, you know, uh, every Friday and Saturday now we have, like, good comedians coming in. Uh, Tuesdays, the open mic night we used to do twice a month, but now we're doing every Tuesday. So three shows a week. Uh, we are doing it here. So far it has been great. Uh, and I'm hopefully it will keep like so open mic just like is anybody can come and perform uh, anybody can come perform but they have to sign up uh, they have to sign up on the Facebook event uh, asking for a spot uh, because I only take 25 signups and then I pick 12 people randomly okay uh, so so I know kind of how the show is gonna go because if you put like you know like uh, if you it's like show up to go up it's 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 hard to run the show like you know because like I, I have been around the circuit, so I know it, like unless you are really new, like me putting you in the middle, I don't put you on opening or closing. Like, kind of, I, I like it's very easy to host the show when you know the dynamics of the comedian. Yeah. So you understand like what kind of jokes they do and what kind of jokes that you want in the beginning and the end and all that kind yeah. of stuff. Mm. Well, like, this is this is gonna be a weird question, right? But I, sometimes these things come into my head. Um, I remember when I was uh, teaching. I, I learned that you became responsible for the energy in the room. Or to be honest, you, you would have experienced this as students as well. I don't know, you would remember like a certain teacher walks in the room and everybody shuts up or a certain teacher walks in the room and it's as if nothing happened, right? Yeah. And there's basically the teacher is responsible for creating this atmosphere in a specific room, right? And when I was a teacher, I learned that depending on how I entered a classroom would dictate the energy of the classroom completely whether it was energetic or whether it was like I want you guys to shut up or, or whatever it might be um, how do you manage that because you might like walk into a room right and like you said in Hamburg the it was kind of dead but say you walk into a, a room in the black sheep and it's like I don't know uh, maybe it's like people are really drunk for example and you're like uh oh how am I going to manage this room yeah no. i mean it's up to, like you, you like as the host you are the one who controls the how, like how, how would you do that it d again it depends on the situation and hamburg is one in a 50 yeah okay so, uh, like you know well, I don't it, be it usually don't happen like that because like initially when when they see a person coming up on stage they are curious what's going to happen next like uh so when you're starting the show like people because especially people are coming to a show if they know there's going to be a show they are like you know they want to be at the show but how you like how you keep the energy is up totally up to the like until the comedian takes over and and that's the thing that's the other thing like you know like like not everything is going to go according to the plan like you know so you open the show you 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 start hosting you warm up the crowd you bring the comedian in and then you keep ball rolling right you go and then the moment you feel like a comedian didn't do well yeah it's up to you again to bring the energy up and if it is too much energy you need to bring it down like you know like you have to find the balance like you know you you, you sh like it's it's a lot of 
it's a lot of uh, science. <laughs> <laughs> we can call it that. <laughs> nah, like it's, 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 like it's a lot of things. Like, like, like. Obviously, obviously, like you know, when, before you enter the stage, you would be looking at the room from outside. Yeah. Like, like for example, here. I will be here before I go on stage yeah. and kind of trying so to understand the on. energy. Like, okay, if people are too loud. I know how loud I should be. Yeah. Like, you know, like, yo. You have to match and control. Now, exactly. Yeah. So, you, like, like this is advice I go from like a way experienced comedian. Like, you know, uh, he saw me hosting and I was asking some questions. This was like five years ago. <clears throat> It's like, do not ever, like, always try to balance the energy. Like, I'm a very high energetic comic, right? So if they're not very high energy, don't try to get them up to your level. Find, try to find the middle, right? And if they are too much high energy, you need to bring it, like, you know, tone it back down. Like, you know, you can't yeah. have them, like, always, like, crazy. Yeah. Like, you know. Keep a bit of a balance. Yeah, you have to, you have to balance it. And uh, again, man, like, those are, th 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 that's the advice I go. But the way I started doing it is just, by doing it like yeah. like i i can't give you exact like techniques how i did it it's just basically like Learn from when experience. i see the room i know what kind i have to do like you know it's funny when i remember yeah of course yeah. i'm actually curious of how you bring the energy down to a room because other we think that you just make you know make a map or make a decision how do you bring it down it's again like so if people are like overly excited You need to like you know like calm down. Let's like you know yeah like because it it it's it's again like as I said I don't know how to explain the technique. It's just that you need to understand like because if they are more energetic than you, it's gonna be hard for you to like match their energy because you have a specific role on your stage when you're on stage. So you need to like chill them down like you know because otherwise if you don't do that if you don't bring like the energy to a level uh, that you can cope up with. It's gonna be really hard, like because they might get bored otherwise. So that, like you, you, like you chat to the people, like you know, you get some, like you know, you you work with the crowd, like like immediately you wouldn't like like if you see like a high energy room, like you would be like, how's it going, like you know, and then once you start talking to them, then the energy starts coming down, and then like you you move from there, like that's how I do it. I was like, all right, you guys seems energetic, but like you know. Let's let's try it this way. I remember being 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 a teacher. I learned first thing is like a bit like what you said because we'd walk into a room with thirty kids and they're all like screaming their heads off, and the, the last thing you want to do is start screaming to get their attention yeah. because yeah. then it becomes everybody's <laughs> yeah. screaming at everyone. Yeah. yeah, some people are on your side and like they'd be like, "Be quiet! He's trying to get your attention," and you're like, "Yeah, stop talking <laughs> to the other person." I was like, "Okay, that doesn't work," and. Funnily enough, it's like the stupidest, most simple thing ever. Someone taught me this. He's like, just walk into the room and just put your hand up and like count down to five. And everybody f like freaks out. They're like, what's going to what's what's happen, what's gonna happen <laughs> when he puts all his fingers yeah. down? <laughs> you don't have to say yeah. anything. And then you learn to like, and then you just speak normally. And then they start listening because they're like, what's he saying? Yeah. Um, slowly, but slowly. if you start shouting, because some teachers could, I didn't have that energy. They'd go yeah. in. And they'd be like, shut up. Mm. And I was like, oh, I do not want to spend my days yeah. screaming yeah. at yeah, kids. Nah. Yeah. Like, that's why, like, you know, like, I, uh, to be honest, like, you know, I love hosting, but I definitely love performing as a comedian rather than hosting. It's much more easier to do my job because yeah. uh, I know exactly what I'm doing. Because hosting is a responsibility. That's it. Uh, like, as a comedian, 
my responsibility is to make them laugh. Yeah. That that's it. Like, but hosting is like you literally navigate the show. You are the one who guides everybody through the show. So that's that's a big responsibility. And you can't like, for example, okay, you're gonna do a joke, right? And that joke didn't work out. You can't bring the next comedian up in that like if yeah. you if yeah. you make a joke don't Man. land that's that's bad like you know so now you have to do another joke and another joke if like <laughs> it's 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 like you know so you need to make sure before you bring a comedian up if you're going to do a joke it has that's to be a joke that's going to land on everybody leave so, the energy yeah. nice and high or exactly. at least in the middle so yeah. the next guy can yeah so you can't do like you can't try out new jokes yeah. before you bring in out a comedian mm. like you know so it's It's, you have to know exactly that joke is gonna make people laugh, regardless of the room. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for 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 being here. Yeah, I know that you were you were the fourth person on our podcast again, and you're the first person to come back onto the podcast. And when we were doing this live, I knew I wanted to talk to someone that I knew and that I could trust, and that basically has the capability to speak uh, <laughs> at least to, in front of people to, but I, <laughs> I talk for a living so <laughs> yeah, I was like well if I completely mess this up he'll he'll make it work no. um, so I, I really really appreciate it thanks for doing it obviously the idea of this and you know the reason why I, I don't want it to go on for for too long is because the ultimate idea is that we get to you know chat to each other and we get to meet new people and stuff so um that's what we'll do after this when when it's finished yeah. thank you so much for having me i always enjoy like you know even the chats that we have yeah. outside like you know it's yeah you're it's very interesting and like i like talking to people like you know sharing knowledge learning i learn from everybody man yeah. like i learn like you know it's for me every day is a learning like like every day is a lesson you know like you take uh and like my comedy style i'm an observational comedian so i have to like you know i'm always like you know looking for the funny Yeah, uh, like you know, like I was walking down like uh, O'Connell Street today, like you know, and then the statue, like he was like this, like you know, Jim Larkin, is it? Uh, on on Dame Street? No, O'Connell Street. Oh, Daniel O'Connell. Uh, not not that one. There was another one right next to the spear, right? And uh, then literally, I was like laughing my ass off because <laughs> there was a seagull sitting on right on top of his head, and he's like this, doing the same pose. Yeah, it's like <laughs> it's like. They put up me up in like they put me up in here, and all these birds are shitting on me. Yeah, like, yeah, I think yeah, it's like he's complaining, <laughs> like you know. So definitely one of the best things in Dublin are the seagulls. Yeah, the whole show you can learn so much from yeah. the seagulls, so much. Yeah, they're they're interesting creatures. Yeah. Like you know, I have a joke about that as well. Uh, but then, like after I wrote the joke, I I actually saw how baby seagulls were treated by the parents. They're actually very well disciplined. Mm. <laughs> Okay. What? <laughs> yeah. And I, I was surprised. I was like, how can I put this part that I just witnessed? Like, you know, they would never fight for their food. Mm. The chicks would never fight for their food. And chicks I are be, the ones with the brown dots. Yeah. Yeah. They would never, like, they would wait until the, the, the parent would come and feed them and they would never fight. Like, there's always, like, two chicks or something. So I was just looking over, like, from the from the, from the the rooftop. I was like, How the hell did they did they get so gangster once they grow up? <laughs> yeah. Like they're wow. very well disciplined. Like you know, like like they learn from you the technically streets. can't blame the parents. Yeah. Like you know, <laughs> <laughs> they come from very <laughs> Like how come they're like so well disciplined growing up and then a menace 
the moment they learn how to fly, you know? Yeah. Because they go completely white. They I can know. afford exactly. to do crime. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe. Exactly. Um, you guys that are here, mm, thanks for million for, for being here. It's like, it's obviously the first one that we're going to do live. We're going to try and do this, ironically, every week. Um, and now that I guess, YouTube gave us permission. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Next week we'll have permission to actually go live on, on YouTube. So, um, but yeah, I really appreciate it. Obviously, the idea of this podcast in general is to get people to meet new people, make new connections in the city. As you said, for me personally, you learn more from other people than, than going on to like a blog about things to do in Dublin. It's so much better to be able to get out, meet new people and go, oh, yeah, listen, I'm going to this show tomorrow. Like, you know, a Durbler might be speaking. It's like, I've got this show in Dublin. Like we should, you know, I think that's the best way. And as you said, that factor of, of loneliness that you spoke about on your tour is actually thousands of people experiencing that in Dublin at the moment. They might be, they might have incredibly stressful jobs. They go to work um, and then they come home and they've got nothing to do. They're like, I don't know what gym to join. Should I join a gym? I hate going to the gym. I just want something to do, you know? And I think that's really important that like, I would, the idea of this is to kind of support those people so that um, create pe- a community pe- yeah create a community I don't like that word it's a bit overused these days but uh, to give someone the option to do something if they want yeah you're so doing I, a brilliant job I must say like you know you're, not, you're one of the first people that I met com- after coming to Dublin and we've yeah. been friends ever since yeah. like you know yeah, thank you. you're you doing a brilliant hair. job huh? <laughs> and you both have hair yeah <laughs> Don't compare now, my hair to <laughs> But yeah, man, you're doing a fantastic job. Like, I'm very happy, like, how the community has grown as well. But if, it, like, you know, as I said, like, as Mark said, like, you have this uh, um, also, like, you know, if you're looking for things to do, like, comedy, like, if you don't want to come to my comedy shows, that's fine. But comedy shows would be, like, the perfect place to meet new people. I agree. We have seen people coming to comedy shows, becoming best friends, becoming couples, getting married. Like, there, we have been on shows where people actually, like, met for the first time, getting engaged at the comedy show they, that wow. they went to, wow. getting married. Like, you know, like, literally, I have, like, I have been to comedy shows where people met for the first time, and then they waited to for that show to happen again, and they'd be like, I have a plan. I want to. I have. I, I want to uh, propose. propose to my girlfriend tonight because this is the show. Wow. I met her, yeah. right? Full circle. So, yeah, full circle, right? So, so these are these are these are stories because comedy brings. Comedy is something that you put people, different people, together in a room, and then you find like common ground. You you bring people together with humor. Yeah, and like you know, you all have to laugh. Like you know, you yeah. always have to laugh. Like, and then it's it's simply like just that. Like you know, so I think we all have a laugh. You know, yeah, we all have something in common without going too like airy fairy and deep. Like we all, you know, we all have something in common. I think comedy brings that out in people because like you're, you're laughing at the same pain, the same embarrassment. You're like, oh, you find that you know you have that weird problem too. You know, mm-hmm. and I think that's what why comedy is really really good. I was very specific. <laughs> <laughs> was it? <laughs> um, thanks, guys, for being here. Appreciate it. We're going to wrap it up. Um, I really appreciate you doing this. Thank you so Thank much you. for having me. Um, to anybody who's listening and to anybody who's in this room, in order for this to actually go any further, really, really appreciate like 20 seconds of your time to, like, I don't know whether it's like it or share it with a mate or 
for example, we're going to do this again on the 30th, the 30th of January, like Invite telemate people. or, you know, tell people to subscribe on YouTube whenever we actually manage to do that. That would be so much appreciated because without that, um, it's not going to grow, as you said, and it has grown because of that up until now. So we're very grateful for that. Um, but would really, really appreciate your support if that if that would be possible. Um, thanks a million, Melinda. Can we give a little clap for Melinda? That was like, woo! Yeah. <laughs> um, and for anybody Thank who's you. listening, uh, yeah, thanks a million. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.